Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self-improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. But the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. Alright, before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to uh, impacting your life and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one, welcome back. Excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 6. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Let's introduce you to today's guest. Here on Life Tips Podcast, it's been my pleasure to host a wide variety of guests from all over the U.S. and the world. Today's guest is the second guest from podbooker.com. His name is Sunil Godze. I'm super excited to have him on the show. So, probably wondering who he is. Well, he's into health and fitness, entrepreneurship, education, mental health, management, society and culture, and he's also into podcasts. According to his bio, Sunil has combined research with interviews to help people sharpen their intuition to only make decisions that lead to success. And so today, we are going to speak with him for a few minutes and get to know this incredible person and learn a little bit more than what you would typically find out about the topic of intuition. So let's welcome Sunil onto the show for the first time ever.
All right, everybody, we are here for episode 10, An Interest for Intuition, and I've got Sunil with me, so let's welcome him onto the show. Hello, Sunil. How are you today, sir? I am, I am doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I'm looking forward to dropping some knowledge bombs on intuition, this thing, this intangible thing that which we'll get into that you're born with that really helps you make the right decisions and so you can stop wasting time making the wrong ones in whatever situation that you're in. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Let's get into it. So before we do, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO and uh, founder of uh, Intuitionology, um, and so I've been a serial entrepreneur, uh, ex-engineer, uh, we'll get into the reason why I left engineering, um, and yeah, I just started on this path of really taking a deep dive into intuition, really understanding it, and finding out that it's much more complex than just the buzzword that we have that we throw around up on social media. We talk about trusting my gut and all that stuff, but uh, yeah, it's much more complex. So uh, when, we, when we actually do figure out how intuition is really kind of speaking to us and how it operates then every decision we make is the right one. And so it's just really uncovering or peeling back the layers to, to show everybody how complex their intuition is mm -hmm. so that they can understand it and then make the right decisions. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, um, you know, as for, you mentioned your engineering background um, yes. and then your journey into entrepreneurship. Tell us, share with us a little bit about the, um, about that process, did you go right into engineering? Did you go to did you go to school for engineering, and then you went into engineering after that, and then you became an entrepreneur? Or yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and so this was where uh, so for those watching, uh, you know, so I'm a South Asian male, and and so the typical route is four mm -hmm. career doors as a South Asian male. It's okay. lawyer, engineer, or failure, mm -hmm. uh, and that's it. And so I took door number three, which is engineering. My dad was an engineer, mm -hmm. uh, but everything that I did. There were breadcrumbs of entrepreneurship uh, or entrepreneurialism, if you want to call that. Uh, and uh, so when I made the decision to join engineering, it was purely because of societal needs, you know, following the East Indian Kool-Aid. Mm. And it was, it was something that I didn't want to do. And, and in year two of that, I ended up getting um, an opportunity to become a private investor with a restaurant chain that came up to Canada and did that. And pretty soon I was making five times more in dividends. Than I was as an engineer, and so I just said, "This I'm not enjoying the career. Um, I absolutely love what I'm doing here." And I left engineering, uh, didn't speak to my dad, had to sacrifice my relationship there. But I was doing something I absolutely loved. And six or seven ventures in, uh, I made about twenty million dollars in revenues before going on to management consulting, um, and then furthering, just going on and on and on to doing what I'm doing today. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. It just shows that when one door closes, there will be another door that inevitably opens. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that's the thing with intuition is that when you trust it, there's these doors of opportunity that keep opening up. And so, uh, you know, you can be making lateral moves or moves forward. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're kind of stuck in one certain path or one certain career. Or, you know, things will open up and you continue to just trust those intuition, uh, those intuitions uh, or those signals that I'm going to be calling or talking about, uh, and when you trust those signals, that's when you start to open those doors of opportunity and really move your life forward. And we have to be careful that we don't judge, we don't use external things like money and fame and mm -hmm. brands and all that stuff. It really has to be intrinsic in nature. Those rewards will come as long as you take care of the present. And so there's a saying that I always 
sometimes tweet about uh, or write about is when you take care of the inputs guided by intuition, the outputs take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be very, very careful on how we, what kind of motivations we use to make sure that they're really what we really want to do, not because society says it or it's going to look good or make us feel better because, you know, we're wearing a brand name or something like that. Right, right. So you mentioned earlier in the show uh, that intuition isn't really the common thing that everyone thinks of as far as, you know, trusting your gut, trusting your instincts, et cetera, et cetera. So before we actually get into the four types of intuition, what is intuition? Like, take take us into the actual definition of intuition beyond what we typically would think of it. Sure. And, and so this is where I'm going to start with something a little bit obtuse in that there, the, the definition that we have is really unique to each one of us. And there's a reason for that. Um, I struggled with this as well. So I just remember even when I was five years old, I remembered like, uh, so uh, like there's these video games that my dad wanted me to buy. I wanted my dad to buy. He was just saying they're too expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I remember this voice telling me to go door to door to raise money. And that's what I did. I went as a five-year-old kid. I raised two hundred dollars and I gave him a hundred dollars and I gave a hundred dollars to uh, my uh, my school because they were, they had a charity going and I loved that um, and so I remember that voice so that was sort of my intuition now looking back at this and we'll talk about hindsight but when I also looked at how intuition affected my life in other ways I mean we talked about uh, the signal something was telling me to not go into engineering and I ignored that and got into engineering uh, when I became a management consultant I remember there was this huge contract. Uh, in Silicon Valley. And mm. so I was so emotionally tied. The contract terms were changing. Again, there was something telling me, don't take the contract. And I ignored that. And I spent every single penny to go down to the Silicon Valley from Canada. Mm. And they didn't pay me. I ended up coming back home, uh, you know, penniless mm-hmm. uh, and, mm-hmm. and homeless. I didn't know where I was going to be sleeping that night. Um, and perhaps the most devastating uh, was, again, this, there was this uh, something that was telling me to meet a friend. I had a friend reach out to me. She needed some help. She was being stopped by someone. Uh, and again, something was telling me to meet with her that afternoon. And I ignored that something and said, let's meet a couple of days later. That same fellow that was stalking her, the very next day, walked up to her in a bus shelter and put a bullet through her head. <laughs> and and mm. so there's all these things, these some things that I, in some cases, trusted and some things I ignored. And so I really need to find out, okay, well, why, why look, I, I need to find out what this definition was. Uh, and it turns out when I look at the research, the research shows that when intuition, so now scientific research, intuition hits what I call the amygdala, which is the primitive part of the brain. There's sort of four mm-hmm. different areas, but primarily sort of the amygdala area mm-hmm. and the prefrontal cortex where we have regulation of emotion. And when you hit that primitive part of the brain, there's no capacity for language. Mm-hmm. All we know in the primitive part of the brain is fight or flight. You have a mm-hmm. safe tooth tiger mm-hmm. coming to eat you, or you kind of you fight and you you go ahead. And so, no wonder I couldn't find a definition. It's very very it's very unique to each one of us. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I kind of characterize intuition. And when it comes to definition, uh, we each have our own definition. Now we may throw out these things like I'm trusting my gut. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm always trusting my intuition and social media is just right with the, a lot of these things, but mm-hmm. people don't have a clue what they're talking about because 
and we'll get into complexity and you started mentioning the four types but right beside the four types are these signals that we talked about these some things that i was telling you that are very very unique to each one of us and so if you look at these some things these are the intuitive signals that we have mm-hmm. and so the signals are what the four types of intuition, when the four types of intuition mm-hmm. work together in a split second, they send us these signals. Okay. And they're positive and negative. The positive signals are ones that feel like a flow or it feels right, where they're telling you, go ahead with that decision. Yes, mm-hmm. you can do it. And for some people, there was a CEO that I was interviewing and he saw this omen. So he sees this omen, there's no shape, no color. It just comes up on you know, kind of his right shoulder. And so when he's, if he's putting a business, uh, business thing together or hiring someone, he says, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead because he's got that, that omen that comes up. <clears throat> so those are positive signals. When we get into the negative signals, the negative signals are the warnings. Mm. And particularly with the negative signals, what happens is they actually start very subtle in nature. And as we start to ignore the subtle ones, they get louder and louder. And they change until mm-hmm. thank you for bearing with us through the brief intermission we lost sunil a little bit uh, we're just getting him back now so uh here he comes and we're going to continue on with uh, the show. So let's uh, let's get him back in here. So we're just gonna keep on talking about into it. There we go. Okay, we got. It was a it was a techno it was a technological glitch thanks to Wi-Fi. Yes, it was caused by Wi-Fi, but uh, we. We have Sunil back, ladies and gentlemen, and he was explaining uh, the the definition of intuition. And then uh, while you're at it, you know, you might as well just go into the four types and then uh, give us some some life tips or advice for uh, how to follow our intuition. Yeah, absolutely. And and so this is where I was kind of looking at the positive and negative signals. So the positive signal is the ones that I think I was telling you that that feel like a flow uh, where a CEO sees an omen. um, And in fact, that a singer somewhere that sees this orb um, floating up. Uh, The negative signals are the ones that start very subtle in nature. And they start to get louder and louder until you can't, you can no longer hear them anymore. And, or sorry, or or they're too loud and they, they just want to get your attention. And some people have actually attributed getting into car crashes um you know uh, headed towards bankruptcy or getting super migraine headaches is sort of the ultimate negative intuitive signal and i in, even had one fellow uh, he was an entrepreneur and so when i was talking to him he said yeah i'm not sure see what your signals are because nobody really asked me that yet when we started talking about the failures that he got into the entrepreneurial ventures that he went into for the wrong reasons he kept grabbing his left earlobe and he says, wow, I think I just realized what one of my negative signals are. It's, it's this left earlobe that he kept grabbing. So this is how unique the signals are for each one of us. And so when we talk about a definition, uh, even when we're talking about the signals, they're all very, very unique. Um, and <clears throat> when we get into the research as well, the research also shows that, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is in our amygdala. It's our experiences, which we'll get into the four types. Uh, but it's, it's based on, it's, a, it's an intangible property that we're actually born with. 
Um, and when I looked at some of the research, one, one paper showed that infants as young as two months old have been shown to have intuitive intuitive tendencies or in this paper called intuitive physics um, and another Mm, wow wow yeah a lot of people a lot of people um either subscribe to those two sides of it when it comes to intuition it's either the universe or it's god holy spirit jesus etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know it makes sense uh but it's also like you know could there be something else could there could it just be that you have excellent discernment skills so yeah yeah and I, and I think these definitions are very individual so if somebody does mm -hmm. believe it's 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 messages from god then absolutely that's fine if you think it's something that happens in meditation excellent no I, I, but uh, you know the, the not a, not everybody's going to prescribe to that mm -hmm. um you know i see it like an art and a science where i've got the art part which are these signals the science part i've i've gone through the uh the scientific uh uh, all the research and so for me that's the definition which i like mm -hmm. uh it makes sense to me but again this is individual so uh, I c it's not for me to shove a definition mm -hmm. down anybody's mm -hmm. throat i can illuminate uh things that that they can describe it with but remember mm -hmm. again that this is now in the amygdala right the primitive part of the brain there's no language around it right we mm -hmm. create that language mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Each one of us will kind of have our own signals, our own way of describing intuition. And that's why it's very, very individualistic. Mm, right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. If you look at how intuition really kind of functions, it's like being in a car. Okay. And so, for example, if you're driving a car, you, you, you know, you press the button, you hear the engine or you turn the, the keys. Mm -hmm. and you hear the, the, the engine were, which are the signals. Uh, and not too many people need to really kind of pop open the hood to find out, you know, what intuition looks like. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I'm that kind of nerd that says I need to pop open that hood just to take a peek. And so you were earlier talking about the four types of intuition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the best way I can show how those four types of intuition work is actually from a non-believer. Okay. So one of the fellows I, I interviewed, his name is John Rothschild. And this is an investment banker where data and experience learning all that is what rules his decisions. Okay. So mm -hmm. when I'm talking to him about an, inter an interview on intuition uh, and the common knowledge, I guess, at that time was 
voices from God or coming from the cosmos, that's not something that he would rally around because mm-hmm. he just doesn't get that as an investment banker. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, Sunil, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but, you know, why don't you come down and we'll talk about this intuition thing for about five minutes and perhaps we'll talk about something else after that. So I get down there, I turn on the camera, and so I start telling him about that CEO. If you look at your brain like an iceberg, the subconscious area is the 90% underwater and the 10% is above water. Your intuition, what happens is at every single day, you're, you're experiencing the thousands and thousands of things around you. And what happens is your intuition picks those things that are interesting to you. Uh, that's your experience, both formal and informal. You're learning also both formal and informal, uh, your things that you, uh, you succeeded at and that you failed at, uh, and the opinion and the the experience of others, all of that, every single day is going to into this subconscious area of your brain, like a library. So when you're able to make a decision, when your intuition sends you, uh, to a, a signal to make a decision, your experiential intuition has already said, listen, buddy, you've got the experience you've got the learning in the past when i when intuition tells you to make a decision uh, you've already had the raw skills to make that decision you just have to act on it so that's experiential intuition and in some cases i was telling john that it has you go against the data Mm. and john says well that's interesting i have an example for you so john was in the uh business of putting in franchise locations so things like mcdonald's Mm -hmm. uh you know Mm -hmm. pizza huts things like that so if you put a, a franchise location on a benchmarking system out of 10 if it's 9 out of 10, then a franchise location gets put there. Anything below okay. 9, his team would say, you, we don't put one. And there was this really crappy area of Toronto, Canada, mm. where it, it was a 5.5 out of 10. His team said, there's, there's no way we should be putting a franchise location there. Mm-hmm. And yet, when he walked into that area, now we're getting to second of four called situational intuition. Okay. This is where you actually go, and he was saying, something is... Mm-hmm. 
I support you. I'm going to give you, you can go to them for great advice. They'll give you uh, the, the, the right type of criticism that you want, you know, constructive criticism. So when his purpose changed, all the people who were concerned with money, fame, ego, high-end restaurants, private limousines, jets, security, all of those people said, John, you're nuts. Mm. Not one of them bothered to ask him, what do you want to do? Wow. Why do you want to do that? Except his wife. His wife wow. is the only person that said, John, what do you want to do? Uh, and he looked at his wife. Um, and so he was now saying, so he's going to ultimately make the decision. The ultimate decision is I'm going to run a business. Mm -hmm. Now you would think that given John's background, he would pick a business that is, you know, great revenues, a, mm -hmm. a good balance sheet, uh, and, um, you know, strong cash flows. Mm -hmm. uh, but his intuition actually picked this tiny bankrupt little restaurant. Mm -hmm. And he looks at his wife and says, this just feels right. Mm -hmm. And so now we have someone who didn't believe at the start about intuition, all of a sudden using the word intuition, mm -hmm. all of a sudden displaying all the four types of intuition and creative intuition being the ultimate decision and talking about an intuitive signal that just felt right. And so he walked into that tiny bankrupt little restaurant and that restaurant ended up being Eastside Mario's location number one. Uh, and he grew that one location to over a thousand locations. And in 20 years, that became a $2 billion behemoth all because it felt right. And that's the power of intuition. That's how, that's what happens when, uh, when you, when you listen to your intuition. And so there's a lot of reasons why we ignore our intuition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and one of them is that we tend to rationalize everything. We want to make sure that, uh, you know, everything's rational. Uh, right? we, we haven't taken the time to define it. So in John Ross, but in, Ross, in John's case, we, you know, if he thought intuition was all about spiritualness, uh, it's not something he didn't prescribe to. Right. Mm -hmm. And we were talking earlier about intuition just being kind of a buzzword. Like you have to, you know, people just use it. Um, but intuition has these signals and what you have to do is you have to live it and you have to understand how it works for you. And you can't just walk the talk. Mm -hmm, uh, you know, mm -hmm, one of the, mm -hmm. one of the um, people I, I uh, came across in my um, in my interviews that I had was this fellow Hal Eisenberg, and mm -hmm. Hal was I mean when he and I met he was in the mindset space I was in the intuition space okay. so there's clearly a nice cross section mm -hmm. and we became you know colleagues because of that and then he saw me speak a few months after we met and I started talking about the signals and the four types. And he said, wow, I had no clue that intuition was that complicated. I didn't realize that we had signals. Uh, and so soon after he had seen me speak, he developed a cough and he started getting an intuitive signal. Mm. And the signal was telling him, you should be going to the hospital. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he ignored that signal. And he continued to ignore that signal until things got really worse. And then he ended up in a New York hospital and he got diagnosed because he had COVID-19 and he was fighting for his life. He, there was a, it was a life or death moment. He actually wanted to die. And he said, this was the moment that he realized what intuition really was mm. is that he distinctly remembers something telling him that his voice 
needed to be heard. He couldn't leave now. He wow. needed to do the good work that he needed to do. Wow. And he needed to continue on. And so he obviously came out of it mm-hmm. um, with a truly new appreciation for, for what life. intuition mm-hmm. is. Five days later, uh, I had him on my podcast series, and, and he was my very first podcast. Um, and one of the things that he said is that, Sunil, look, when I talked about living my life, trusting my gut or trusting my intuition, I wasn't doing that. I would say those things, but I would do something different. And so this is where we have to get away from the buzzwords. How, how mm-hmm. Using buzzwords, rationalize everything. You know, we really need to spend time understanding it. Uh, another reason why we ignore uh, our intuition is in some cases we've got some trauma in the past. And when we have trauma in the past, we kind of weaken our values. Uh, and then you allow others to sort of cross those boundaries and affect you. Uh, and I was one of my interviewees was somebody by the name of Debbie Montgomery Johnson. And she, her, her husband had died, a mm. uh, 26-year marriage. Her husband had died of a heart attack all of a sudden. And this was someone who, who didn't want to go into debt, who was very assured with her uh, relationships, only allowed certain people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a former banker. She was a CIA intelligence officer for the U.S. government. Uh, but after her husband died, there was this hole and her, all her values mm. were weakened. And so the moment that she went on to an online dating site to try and find someone, oh Lord. she got attached to a scammer. And that scammer took over a million dollars from her in two years, just over a million dollars. Um, and that's because she had some kind of trauma. So she became way too emotional. The other thing, the other reason why we ignore it is that you tend to define things in the past by looking at others and your ego. So, for example, you look to prove someone wrong. Somebody else is giving you feedback from their lens that you did, it didn't go sit right with you. So, for example, you know, you've got other people, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you listen to, listen to other people saying, well, you don't have it to be an entrepreneur when the other people have never been an entrepreneur. So, you're kind of listening to feedback based on somebody else's lens. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you look at external validation. We talked about money, or you look at likes on social media. What happens is we start telling ourselves stories of who you want others to see you being. We have this mask that we put on. And when we put on this mask, we lose ourselves in the other people. We forget who we are. Uh, and one of the guests I had on my podcast series was Mark Metry. And he has, he has this really popular podcast series called Humans 2.0. Uh, it's one of the top 100 on Apple iTunes. Mm. And he actually thought that intuition led him down the wrong path. And so he started telling the story of how when he was in high school, he didn't even have confidence in himself, but he wanted to, uh, he didn't, he wanted to um, basically prove that he was somebody else. Mm. Started lying more and more in high school and he almost took his own life. Uh, and in that case, he says, yeah, sorry, I, I just, uh, I, I just was living, wasn't living who I was. Um, and when he started telling that story, he thought that intuition led him down that path. But what happened was when he started telling the story, I started saying, okay, Mark, listen, if we rewind the podcast interview, one of the first things you said is that I knew I shouldn't have lied, but, and when you made that statement, that's your intuition telling you that you shouldn't have lied. And the last reason why we ignore it 
is that you don't trust yourself mm. and fear gets in the way. So there's going to be fear of failure, fear of change, fear of the unknown. And when that, when that fear stop comes in, you stop yourself from moving your life forward. And in some cases you have to hit rock bottom when you, until you look up. And the thing with intuition is even though you're going through your bad situations, it shines a light on helping you out, but we're so focused on the slippery slope that we're going down that we forget to look up and then we miss seeing intuition. And when you live your life out of fear, ultimately those signals start to get louder and louder. Um, and, uh, one of the people I, I interviewed Sarah Prout was in a 10 year abusive marriage, 40 instances of physical abuse. Um, there was a December, December 31st, I believe it was 2016. Another argument came up just on the movie and she knew exactly where it was headed. She walked outside, she looked up to the stars and she finally got the, the, the one signal that was loud and clear, get out. Mm. Now, now is your chance. But for many, many years, she heard the intuition telling her she should get out, but she was so gripped with fear. Mm -hmm. She didn't know she could do it. But remember, intuition tells you that when it sends you a signal, it's already telling you you've got the raw skills to do it. Mm -hmm. And so she finally made that decision to leave. It was $30,000 in debt. She had no place to live. She had two kids to feed. And uh, she ended up being homeless. And um, she trusted her intuition, one signal after another, one signal after another. And six and a half years later, uh, she became a multimillionaire in the uh, manifestation space uh, and wow. it's from trusting that intuition every single day she, i mean she had to pick up furniture on the side of the roads she used to go into public washrooms and put the soap together so that her kids so she just she would steal the soap and bring it home so the kids could actually have a, a decent shower um but trusting her intuition again and, and again and when you trust the signals that your intuition has then you know, every decision you make is going to be the right one. And so the way to sharpen your intuition is to really take the time to find out what your signals are. Uh, I do like to get a sheet of paper okay. you can, for your listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, they can do that today. You know, they, they, what, what positive decisions did you make? Mm -hmm. What were the right decisions? What were the wrong decisions? And what did it feel like in that moment? Uh, and those are your signals. And you have to spend the time to really dig deep to figure out what those signals are, especially the negative ones, because the negatives start really subtle. And so you need to spend the time to do that. And when you have that inventory of signals, every decision that you have is going to be the right one, mm. uh, no matter what. And the best way I can, I can explain this is by a fellow who had uh, cerebral palsy, David Dane. David was in a wheelchair all his life and he never got the chance to go on a beach. All he wanted to do was have the sand and the ocean water come through his toes. So a couple of years ago, he gets that chance and he stands up. So his, his handlers, his friends wheel him up to the edge of the sand water barrier there. Mm -hmm. He stands up and he falls flat on his face. Ooh. And so now he's now gripped with embarrassment. He's now gripped with fear. Yet his intuition was saying, you can do this. You can do this, David. And he had two choices to make. And he says, Sunil, I can succumb to this fear and go back in my wheelchair and forever regret that I was never able to um, on the beach. 
or through the signals and take a step and take another step and take another step. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. And he points to his chin and he says, the water gets up to the chin level. And that's when he looks back. And when he looks back, he hasn't realized how far he has come. And that's what happens when you trust your intuition. Wow. Absolutely amazing. We've got more intuition stories coming after this commercial break, but we do need to go to the commercials and, uh, We've got more stories coming. This is just the beginning. Episode 10 is just getting started. Super excited about what's coming in part two. So... Rise, if you get the parallel between Trip Lee and Shayna, then I'm happy for you. Shayna's book Rise is a collection of inspirational poetry, prose, and affirmations. It was released on October 24th of last year, 2020. And so now it is available to everyone. It's aimed at helping her readers build meaningful and happier lives. Shayna is on a mission to inspire the world and change people profoundly in mind, body, and spirit. Shayna encourages people to continually use gifts from God to make a difference and help others reach their purpose. Rise is written to help people learn how to set themselves free from trauma, failures, and disappointment, and live lives full of hope and love. Readers will walk away with the courage and mental fortitude to rise above their fears. Y'all, this book is absolutely amazing, and necessary. So, all you have to do to purchase a copy of the book is go to www.shanadanielle.com. That's shanadanielle.com. My name is Tyler Jennings, a.k.a. Poetic. I just recently published a book by the name of Anomaly. It's out right now on Amazon. Check it out right now on Amazon. It's called Anomaly by me, Tyler Jennings. It's my first published book, my first published body of work. I put a lot into this book. I feel like you guys will love it, and I want to share it with you all. And I hope you find something that resonates with you. Hey, what's up? This is Chai Monet, a.k.a. Miss Aphrodite. I'm here to tell you about my YouTube show, The Black Aphrodite Experience, YouTube channel, Chana Monet. Check it out.
new episode comes every Wednesday around 2.15, so you don't want to miss out. You're going to love it. You can follow me on Facebook at Miss Aphrodite page or Instagram guided by Aphrodite. See you there because you don't want to miss out and be part of the family. Bye. Hey, this is Phil Better from the podcast Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneurs Podcast. Have you ever wanted to be an entrepreneur? Have you heard about all those kids making money on the internet? Do you want to start making money on the internet? Go to investinyourselfpod.com, subscribe, and listen as I interview people who have actually made money online. Listen to me create a business and see if I can succeed. Catch new episodes every Tuesday at investinyourselfpod.com. So, we're back. And we've already heard one amazing, actually a plethora of amazing stories from Sunil on intuition and how life-changing it can be if you just sit down with yourself and ask what's going on in your current situation and what decisions do I have to make now in order to change my tomorrow. But as we all know, success is not just business. Success can apply to any area of life. And one of the things that Sunil mentioned earlier was really the relational piece of success, uh, number three. And that's kind of where we're going to like finish off with uh, for the show. But first and foremost, I definitely want to hit on, uh, you know, your French, the friendship intuition piece. Uh, just want to know, in your opinion, how can one use intuition to create or sustain successful friendship bonds with others? And I, I asked that question because, you know, as you mentioned that intuition goes as far back as, as you're born, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're born, obviously, you know, it takes a while to start getting used to everything. But as soon as you hit elementary school, that's usually when you start making friends and your intuition and your connection with others comes into play and it just keeps on going from there into you know middle school, high school, college and adulthood. So if you don't mind, you know, share some share some more stories. Uh, we definitely want to hear from from your life, your experiences as you know within friendship, especially considering um you know, especially considering your background, you know, South Asian and uh you know, coming over to America and you know creating that uh you know that life friendship wise you know being a part of two worlds you know et cetera, et cetera. so yeah yeah so so i was actually born in canada so, oh, okay um, okay my parents had come up that's fine right um, but when it comes to when it comes to relational intuition and just for those who actually go to my seven day challenge uh, what the seven day challenge does is and it's free by the way you can go to my website and get a, get a, a copy of it but in the seven day challenge the first thing you do is you, you identify a problem um, that you want to solve. And the first thing you do is you take your inventory of positive and negative signals we were talking about earlier. Once you have those signals, the very, very first step you do after that is to strip away all those people who don't solve that particular problem. Okay. Now, in this case, we're just talking about one problem. But if you look at this from a 30,000-foot view, mm-hmm. the way I look at relational intuition is what's the in- intention of the people that are trying to be friends with you mm-hmm. and what's your intention in being friends with others. So let's start with your intention first. There are a lot of times where we want to be friends with other people because they're cool, mm-hmm. they look good, they're mm-hmm. they're popular, they know someone, they go to the right spots. 
whatever the case is. But we know, our intuition knows that their values are very much different than ours. And so when we get that, it, it doesn't mean you cut them out of your life if you have to, they're that caustic, sure. But you can keep them at a distance. Mm-hmm. If we look at the other way, where you look at the intention of others, uh, and when you're in tune with your intuition, you're able to pick up exactly what that intention is. And the easiest way is to either look at a friend that wanted something from your so-called friend, uh, and, or if you look at some of these marketing messages that we're bombarded with on social media, how many of them are just really trying to sell you something without knowing whether you need it, right? And so mm-hmm. the intention of that message is it doesn't care about who you are. They really care about grabbing money out of your wallet. And so when you, when your intuition senses that, <clears throat> those are people you have to move away from. And there's going to be ebbs and flows. Uh, you know, your friends are going to come and go. Your family's going to come and go. Some people you have to be with. If your family, you keep them at bay. Um, and, and you keep them far away. You don't allow them to come in and screw up your emotions. And you have to have a really tight, strong filter with that. Um, and so for me, I've, I've met, you know, I mean, tens of thousands of people through my life, as you have. Uh, I've spoken on stages to probably over 100,000 people over the years. Uh, and I have two people that I have, I consider my close inner circle too. Um, and if I look at my kids, for example, they're nine and 14. Mm. And so I talk about intuition all the time. And now this is not a normal family conversation. <laughs> I mean, most people don't talk about in their family about intuition, but in my, my household, of course, yeah, I talk about it all the time. And so as much as my kids roll their eyes every time I talk about something with intuitionology, where it's benefited them is that they've been able to actually avoid bullying people or those bullies Mm. because they've seen the behaviors before. Mm. And when they see how people are treating others, then my two daughters move away from that behavior. Mm. And so they don't get a chance to become bullied Mm. because they they avoid that automatically. Mm. And so... You know, my, 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 young, my oldest daughter now is going to high school and, and this was something that she was really upset with, you know, because she, her older friend or her, her friends now are going to be different because she's going to a different school and it really upset her. Wow. Mm. But the, the conversation my wife and I had with her is that your friends are going to change, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to be, they're going to come, they're going to go, your best friend you've never met yet. Um, mm. And it, because it's always changing, and people are coming in and out, and obviously we give them examples of people in our own lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had friends that were six years super, super close to us. Something happened, uh, and they moved away from our friendship. Uh, and um, you know, I just decided. So I, when when that happens, and they display values that are different from the values that I want my family around, I cut them out. Mm, uh, and, okay. Uh, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm not going to be nasty with them. I see them at public places. I yes. uh, give them hugs and mm-hmm. enjoy our jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a good time from my perspective. Right. Um, but I control that relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just don't come over anymore. And it doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. Wow. They don't have that emotional hook on me. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. relational intuition, if you want your life to move forward and you want to have that right type of support, stop trying to be popular. Stop Ooh. trying to use this as a quantity versus quality mm, being mm-hmm. surrounded having likes on social media it does not it, it does not tell anybody anything about who you are and where you want to go and the people that you want around you are the ones that are going to support you through thick and thin 
through ups and downs. And one of the things I say is that this is the train track that I'm on. This is the speed of my train. If you don't like it, get off at the next station. And if you continue to bother me, I'll kick you off the state, uh, the, the, the train myself because I, I have a very thick filter, um, for how I want to surround myself with who I want to surround with, because I ultimately want good values around me, good values around my kids. Um, and of course, obviously my wife, you know, when I see me, it's me and her, um, and, and that's how we want to show up in this world. And so every single day is a positive day because we surround ourselves with intuitive decisions and people who are moving our lives forward. Uh, and that's like, then when you live your life like that, there's zero regrets, zero. Wow. But there's all that's 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 totally amazing. And for those of you who are in high school listening, you know, who are going to high school, I want you to even if you have to replay this five times just to get that one part down, do it. Because I mean, if Sunil's daughter and his if both of his daughters can intuitively recognize bullying behavior before it happens and move away you can do the exact same thing and even now it's slightly easier because we're all doing school from home we don't have to worry about physically going back into classes yet they're trying to get us back there but eventually we will have to go back and then you know all the problems that existed before coronavirus will return with it unfortunately the virus is not going to fix bullying but you know enjoy enjoy the season that we're in now where we're not going to school because all that stress all that pressure all the peer pressure you don't have that right now and you know when you go back you'll be much better prepared for it if you take the time to you know dig deep within yourself now before the world is opens back up and, you know, we can go back into schools again, like we were before. Yeah. And absolutely. And this time, actually, I mean, people may see it as a negative, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when, you, when you have this time, this time that you're down, these are the times when you can truly reflect on what you want out of life, who mm-hmm. you want to surround yourself with, what's your purpose uh, and, and really define that. How do you want to show up? What, what drives you to, to change other people's lives? And guess what? That's what, that's what a business is. That's mm-hmm. what a career is. Yep. Uh, that's it because it's those types of decisions where it's really driven by intuition. That makes sense. So if you look at my 14 year, my, my older daughter, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. she's 14. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually runs a federal corporation, a nonprofit corporation where she sells her art to raise money for those with disabilities and illnesses. Uh, and we've had a real terrible time finding a mentor because most people who are mentoring kids are asking, Oh, that's so cute. What's your idea? And I said, well, we've actually generated over $30,000 and we're in growth stage for her on profit. We actually have a website. We actually have a social media following. She actually has her own podcast series. Uh, wow. She's, she's mm. 14. Wow. Right? So when you drive that purpose, when you surround yourself with people, when you trust your intuition to make those decisions, this is what your life can be like, right? Mm-hmm. And so it has nothing to do with her age or gender or that she's young, but she's taken this thing called intuition and really is changing the mm-hmm. lives of people. 
And there was mm-hmm. one specific instance, and, and I'll finish this off with this because mm-hmm. I we're on time constraint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was at, she had a pop up event, and there's this fellow who came in who had cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. sorry, Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he had found out about her pop up event. And for those who can't see me, his left arm was shaking violently, mm-hmm. shaking violently because of Parkinson's. And he said, mm-hmm. "Avni, my daughter's name, Avni, come here." And so he says, "Let me show you what this event is doing." And so he takes a paintbrush. He dips it in some paint and he puts it on the canvas and starts to paint. As he paints, his left arm stops. And he says, this is what your event is doing for me. Thank you so much for doing what you do. And that's purpose. Wow. That's relational intuition. That's intuition. That's what you can do to affect other people. And that's what people should be doing day in and day out. And when you do that, how content are you? How happy are you internally? She's not dependent on somebody else stroking her ego. She's doing it herself. She doesn't need me to praise her. She's doing it herself. That's what happens when you put this thing into intuition. You don't have to be 14. You could be 40. You could be 80. You need to just start because you don't want to regret. Wow. 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 That, that was just amazing. There's one more part to intuition and relations that I want to get into. Uh, and that relates to what Sunil is actually wearing on his finger, which is a wedding ring. So yes. let's talk about it. What, uh, what, you know, I know you're going to tell a story. So you, obviously the life tips will be in the story if you are yeah. listening. But um, first of all, if you don't mind sharing, um, yeah. What was it like intuition wise in your single season of, you know, dating and getting to know women? And then if you don't mind sharing, you know, how'd you meet your wife? When did you get married, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, give all the advice to the current married couples, engaged couples on how to sustain a successful partnership within, you know, using intuition. Sure. So I've had, I've had a couple of long, long-term relationships. One was three and a half years, one was seven years. Uh, and what ended up happening, everything starts really, started really good. But what my intuition was really good at picking up, up at is, is this partner, uh, it is, is, are her values in sync with my values? Mm-hmm. Uh, is she, does she have values that are different than mine that are complementary? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll give you an example of sure. when we, when I met my wife. Um, so in my earlier ones, um, some of the things I, some of the, in one, it, it went bad because of the relationship with money mm-hmm. how versus how money versus how I saw money mm-hmm. were complete opposites. And this was ended up being a contention for us, a growing contention, because when you start out in a relationship, it, you know, everybody kind of, it's like the honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, it just got, got worse and worse and we let go. And another one was uh, seven years in and, mm-hmm. um, she wanted to actually get married. And I said, well, I, I'm still in school. Like I, I can't, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that now's the time because mm-hmm. we're going to have some financial pressures. Um, let me become independent and then we can definitely do that. It's not saying that we have to leave, but she said it's now or never. Ooh. And I said, we've been together for seven years. Like I, I'm not sure how uh, to internal, my internal thoughts. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how you can say that. And so at that point I said, I'm sorry that it's not going to work out. And I have, to make my decision um, now. And if you can't wait, then I don't want to hold up your life. Right. And so 
and then all the, of course I've dated and all that, but mm -hmm. you know, the people that I dated, I was always watching to see what their values were, how they treated other people. Uh, did they match mine? What did we talk about? Uh, right outside the honeymoon period. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm very risky. I'm all over the place. You know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm like the typical entrepreneur, but I need somebody to balance. Can they mm -hmm. balance? Uh, and so when I met my current wife, my actually, my, my current wife, there's only one. Right. Um, yeah, when, when I met her, um, she was actually overseas. She was in India, and my dad had remarried. Oh. And I had gone to India on a business trip. Okay. And, um, and when I saw her, it was just, I knew. I, I knew. And some of the things that I noticed right away, intuitively, was that she was very independent. She had her own mind. Uh, and, and when we were kind of, quote, unquote, dating, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I used to kind of look at this. Um, she's also very... Uh, she's she balances my uh you know my i'm, I'm super hyper uh my energy is way up the roof and she was really balanced and i like that especially when we have a family that you know she balances that so she brings me down i bring her up so it, we're kind of neutral uh she has her opinions and i really like that i didn't like someone who uh, i was able to bully with my opinions um and, and so there were a lot of things that i saw that were contrasts that i really really love and, and it's played out um, and last year we celebrated um, our 20 year marriage. Uh, so it'll be 21 years in the next year. Now, um, hold, now did, did, I'm sorry, but did, 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 ugh, did looks play a factor or they didn't? I'm just curious. You know, I mean, it looks did, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to some degree. But for me, it, I, I mean, looks is just, uh, I think it's just maybe a, for some people, it's the entry door. Mm -hmm to look in, but it's behind what's in the room, what's the furniture in the room, so to speak. So you go into a house and you can open it up and that house is not, it's just a house. Is that house an actual home? Mm, okay. uh, and for and so if you're looking at the front door as looks, that's great. But when you open it up, is it inviting? Does it have all the pieces of furniture that you like? Are the paintings there that, that, that you can appreciate, even though you may not like that style. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, that was kind of how I saw things because it was really important that she displayed behaviors that I saw that, when she wasn't on, uh, you know, when she wasn't with me, because we can talk up a good storm and everybody's going to put on their mask and be on their best behavior until the honeymoon period goes away. And then you really get to know how people are. So it, really watching how she treated other people, how the responsibilities that she had with the same joint family, um, how she responded to certain questions. Uh, you know, if I push your buttons, how did she react? Um, and so all these were kind of signs that I really needed to look at. And so it was something that I said, yeah. And, and I'm, as I'm observing this, my intuition is going to say, yeah, this is the one. And we mm. actually dated uh, long-term for about five years. Okay. Uh, I was in Canada. She was in India. Mm. Uh, and I was very upfront. I said, look, um, you know, I'm in Canada. You're in India. We, I mean, we're going to hope for the best. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Uh, you know, that's just the way life is. Mm. And for us... Obviously, we stuck around for the five years, and we, then we got married, and and yeah, it worked out really, really well. And uh, we've got, like I say, we've got two lovely daughters, and um, it doesn't mean that you know we don't have our arguments and ups and downs, and and, and we're differences of opinions. You know, she's very strong, very opinionated. I'm opinionated. We're strong personalities, uh, but we and we have our you know some values that are going to clash, but we make it work, uh, mm -hmm. right? Because they ultimately. Uh, you know, we both are on this journey in life, and ultimately, we've got two daughters that we absolutely love. And uh, sometimes things aren't hunky dory, sometimes things are amazing. Uh, but you know, nine times, nine and a half times out of ten, things are always amazing. Um, there's always that 0.5 or one out of ten, however, you want to use your percentage that aren't going to be. Um, and where some people, um, some people get into relationships 
many of them know right from day one that it's not the right person. Mm. But they get in because the wedding invitations have gone out. I've already <laughs> spent some time. They're hoping that this person is going to save them. Uh, you know, this person is saying, is telling me a great story, and I think this person is going to be successful. Um, and and it, you know, they, they tell all these stories. Yet their intuition is saying, "We, you shouldn't be going down this route." Time and time and time again, I've heard more people say that. The other thing is, when you're in, let's say you're in, and your intuition tells you that everything's great, something may change in the relationship. Uh, you know, so if if somebody's values drastically change because maybe they're listening to somebody that um, has some bad values or they're going down a path that's somehow not listening to their intuition you can't control that so when those values clash with yours in a very major way then you got to make a decision to step away um and as hard as that may seem or over emotional as it seems your intuition is already telling you that you can do it remember when your intuition gives you that signal it's saying you can do it you just you're fearful that you can't but like Sarah Proud, right? I mean, 10 years, 40 instances of abuse, how much more is she be able to take? And when she does, she opens up one door of opportunity after another, and now is running a multi-million dollar business. I'm not saying everybody's going to be a millionaire. I'm just saying that life after a bad relationship can happen. And in Sarah's mm -hmm. case, she met the love of her life on Twitter. Uh, and a year later, she ended up marrying him. Wow. After being cautious. So... Uh, you know, you really have to be careful when you get to relationships that you're there for the right reasons and you're mm. trusting your intuition and making sure that you take the time to understand what those signals are. Because in some cases, you can have negative, um, you can be too emotional and think that it's intuition when it's not. It's just your emotions being high because you're in an argument. What are you arguing over? And if it's really comes those values, then can you repair those values? Can you get closer to a middle ground? And if they're really far apart and it's just not going to work, then you got to take the next steps out. So, um, uh, you know, and, and again, bringing the values together is about communication um, and changing and actually trusting intuition to make that change and wanting to change. And so even if two people feel really farther apart, you can have that communication to bring them closer again mm. um, and to be that, that couple again or to be that family again, and it's I mean, anything's possible. You just have to act on that decision. Some people, some of us are afraid to do that um, because we, we, try and we want to be uh, either someone that we are not or we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to have those conversations. And when you're going to operate out of fear, that's never a good thing. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So before we, before we go... Sunil has two, I believe, two books that two books, yeah. he's written, and there might be another one on the way. So, uh, well, yeah, there may be. I'm thinking about a couple of topics, but we'll, okay. we'll see. My wife didn't like it. As it's obviously, you know, I don't mm -hmm. write books, but uh, I've got a couple that I'm looking at uh, with some uh, topics. Um, specifically, one was, was on connection, and so okay. one of the things I'm thinking is, is when you're emotionally, when you're connected intuitively to someone. Uh, they can be farther away, halfway around the world, and you somehow know that something happened to them. And I used to, I, I used to ask that question every single time for my podcast interviewees. Mm -hmm. And one hundred percent of the time, there's always, uh, yeah, you know, I knew somebody got into an accident; they weren't feeling well. Uh, one knew his dog got shot, even though mm -hmm. he was there. Somebody mm -hmm. else realized his father had cancer. Um, and there's a little bit more research now with mere things like mirror neurons and quantum mm -hmm. physics that might sort of uh, correlate. 
what I'm talking about to understanding this thing called connection. Okay. That's one. And, but there's a couple of others that I've got ideas. So we'll see with the, with the time I've got. And uh, again, intuitively, it has to, it has to be right uh, for me to actually springboard and say, yeah, uh, you know, my intuition is saying write the book now. Okay. Uh, it has to feel right for me to do that. And when that does, then, uh, you know, I've, I've, then what happens is the structure of the book happens. I fill it in. I get the interviews because I like, I love the case study method. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my book is usually done pretty quickly because my intuition kind of guides how I want it and what the information is that I need to showcase to everybody. Okay, cool. Great. So, Tell us a little bit about the uh, the two books that you already have out and uh, where we can purchase them, find you on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, social media is easy. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, all the major uh, ones there. Um, obviously, intuitionknowledge.com. So you can purchase your books on either intuitionknowledge.com or sunilgazi.com. Um, and one's called Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. The other one's called Gut. Um, if you do happen to take the seven-day challenge, uh, you get a free co- e-copy of, the, of my book. So the e-book is free in the seven-day challenge. And uh, so I encourage people to not only get a free copy of the book, but take the challenge for free. There's no cost, and they get a template. It's a proprietary seven-step process on how you use your intuition to solve a problem. Okay. And the beauty of that seven-day challenge, I actually measure your intuition from the start and the end. Mm. And I've had over 54,000 people through there now. And 100% of the time, their intuition has gotten stronger. Mm. Um, and uh, the, the other thing is I've got two people in there that um, actually uh, serve as case studies and they go through each of the tasks with you. Mm. Uh, one person actually was selling his house and so in the seven day challenge, he sold his house. He started with a minus $20,000 bid from a real estate agent mm-hmm. and he ended up at the end of the seven days having a bidding war and he mm. sold his house for $50,000 over asking price. Mm. So that's a $10,000 a day decision. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. And the other person is And she starts to learn how to trust herself. So if, if somebody like Ashley Michelle and John Harris can go through these to solve those kind of problems, uh, I'm not sure why you can't do the same. And it's free. And then you have this template that you can take for every decision. It's full of bullets. It's a free PDF. So I encourage everyone to take the seven-day challenge and uh, solve a problem using intuition. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Girl, that's it. <laughs> that's the end of the episode I really appreciate Sunil for being here for giving us all these helpful tips today it's just been such a blast thank you so much Sunil really appreciate you no problem I appreciate the opportunity thank you so much if you want to follow life tips on social media we have 
a Facebook account and a Twitter account. Both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore orator Nate. Or you can follow me on Facebook at The Wise Orator. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Auth underscore Jen underscore person. That's it for this episode. See you next week.